Holy shit, man. We've had quite the morning. Actually, uh, Nick and I spent the morning shoveling some snow, as I'm sure everyone else did in the state of Wisconsin today. Um, had a little unfortunate mishap. That kind of delayed us a little bit, but we wanted to take today and kind of just make a podcast, um, just Nick and I, and kind of talk about um, you know, how we've kind of got to this point in our business and where we're at now, and talk about some things that have gone well and some things that things to work on, per se, if you will. Right, and I guess with today's events, they would have gone a little bit differently if we were still working our full-time job. We would have people to report to today. We just got done what we need to get done. And I think that goes along everything that we've been doing so far. And Jeff, you know, you have come and joined me on this entrepreneurial path and you've been about three months in. So what have been, you know, some of the biggest takeaways that you've had so far? For sure. You know what's funny is um, when I was originally leaving my job back at the, like late October, um, one of my fellow coworkers, you know, he told me he said, "Hey Jeff, you know when you when you leave and you know you have a little time and you're starting your and you're on, kind of on your own schedule, if you will." He's like, "Make sure you take a couple of days and you know just kind of chill out. You know, don't work too hard. You know, but don't 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 do that too long. You know, you don't want to be doing that for weeks on end because you know just get in the habit." Well. I kind of took the opposite of that. I thought to myself, well, shit, if I don't start and just go start going all in every single day, then I'm not going to be able to create that habit. I got to just start going in. So it's actually been pretty funny because I'm actually waking up earlier now than I did when I worked for Citywide, which is super funny because I, you know, I didn't wake up till probably like 9, 9.15 when I worked for those guys, you know, and which is really funny um, that I'm actually waking up earlier now that I'm, you know, doing my own thing, you know, it's kind of like I had someone to report to then, now I don't, and I still find myself, like, waking up early, um, so for me, I think the number one thing that I've learned, balance, I've learned a lot about myself in terms of how to balance my work schedule and personal life, I think I've actually become a lot better at doing that, um, it's actually a lot easier to balance that kind of stuff when the stuff you're doing for work doesn't actually feel like work though, right. which is tremendous. And I think that that's where the goal everyone should strive to get to. Um, but I think, you know, it has it's definitely been really heavily on the grind. And I think, you know, we've accomplished a lot in three months. I think we've accomplished more in the first three months that I've been on board than we did all of creating our first business, Burning Confidential. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think it's, I don't really look at it as I don't have anyone to report to because we do have people to report to, you know, we already have clients, we already have responsibilities on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so I don't really look at it as, you know, it's, it's my own schedule. I got, you know, you create your own thing. It's like, we are doing that, but at the same time, it's like, if you want to grow a business, you got people to take care of. So right. it's like, and the goal is to get busier and busier every week. And I think we've really been doing a good job of that. You know, picking up new business, picking up, just capitalizing on quick wins and stuff like that. So I think we've done a good job of really staying busy. Um, I would say that most, I don't know, dude. The most interesting thing that that's happened up to this point for me is just like working with all the different people. And I guess I really shouldn't right. be surprised by that because I did that for a living before. And you, I don't know. You, it's it's interesting. It's just interesting because I've had to get good at you know just like tailoring conversation to each individual person. Like no matter again, I might say something to you, you resonate with it. I might say something to Joe Schmo, and he has no idea what I'm talking about. Right. So it's just like going into these different businesses and working with these different business owners. It's just been a super interesting process to learn how that each each individual person like reacts to different like parts in the process. You know, some people are crazy like uncomfortable on camera. Some people just hop on camera and they're like, I got no shame, and they just kill it. You know what I mean? So kind of having to go through that motion and like coach and stuff like that. 
I don't know. I, I just I just really love people in general, and I get bored if I don't interact with people. So I don't know. I think it's been a really good balance of you know us working behind the scenes and getting out and getting in front of people. Right. And the the point that you said where you know you're working with all these different business owners, they all have different personalities, they all have different ways that they operate their businesses. I find one of my favorite things that I've found so far on this journey is. Being able to see how each owner operates and how that actually affects their business and like the bottom line of how successful their business is actually running. And it's it's crazy. And the thing that's been just slammed in my head and reiterated time and time again is that it's about relationships. It's really about relationships. And the thing then, you know, going in these different businesses, I've noticed that you know, the people who are there every day and have their feet on the ground and really care about their consumers, they're the ones who retain the most clients and they're the ones that have run these successful businesses. They own these relationships and that goes for us as well. Like even the people that we've been able to get our feet in the door with, we've been able to build relationships with. And I think that, you know, building those deep, meaningful relationships is what allows you know, money to come on the back end. So it's not really been a focus on the money. It's focused on the relationships and having impact. It is. It is. Every way it says is because, that, I mean, the, the relationship piece is what's allowed us to even scale to the point we're at now. You know, we're not running any big business by any means. You know what I mean? It's like we haven't even made any fucking money, right? right but at right, the same right. time, it's like all these people that me and you have known and have got to know have opened up other doors to new individuals. So it's really been... That's, I guess, a piece of advice for anyone starting a fresh business is to really like capitalize on the quick wins in the beginning of your business because the sales process is tough and it makes it even tougher that you don't have any credibility on paper. So when you walk into those doors, you're going to be like, well, who else do you work with? Well, obviously, that's what, what a point where you need to get in front of those people with the quick wins because if you're working with friends and family, they obviously already know that you don't have a lot on paper. So they're just going to take you in and be like, all right, well... Nick's a good buddy of mine. Nick's a family member of mine, whatever the situation is. And they're going to be like, all right, let's give him a chance. Let's give him right. a chance to run his business and provide value to our business. And hopefully at the end of the day, he provides value and I can give him a good credibility and testimonial. Right. And so that's one thing that we've done, I think, a pretty good job of too right away is capitalizing on those wins, finding people that we know to who we can help and provide value to their business. And it's, you know, unfortunately, we work in a business that's pretty, it's pretty broad. I mean, we can work with a lot of different businesses and still see a lot of return. You know what I mean? So right. it's interesting. And I think it, it's interesting to, you know, look look at our process. And a lot of times we've been able to get our foot in the door. We've just been willing to just trade time and just, you know, just put in work for free to provide value wherever we can. And, you know, doing marketing, you know, you got to have a good bait offer to entice new people to come into your door. And I think it's just interesting to see how some people think so short term because they're looking at making money off of every single transaction and not actually looking at what a client is worth to them. And you know, for us, a client can be worth a lot because it's a reoccurring service. So, you know, we land a client and hold them for months on end, that actually brings in a lot of revenue towards our business. So, to be able to put in all the time and work in the front end for free just to get our foot in the door, it's worth it if we can land them. And a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the times the clients that we work with have a really hard time at being able to give up a little bit of like costs and a little bit of their time 
in order to get new foot traffic in their door. And that's been just a reoccurring theme over yeah, and over. Yeah, 100%, dude. And that's something that I think that is probably one of the most unexpected challenges of running this business and working with these new business owners. And again, it comes back down to the personality. Some people get that. You know, we have to give a good bait offer like you talked about in order to get people to come in the door, right? That's just how marketing works. That's how modern day sales is turning. And it's, it's to your point, it's just insane how these people don't understand two things. If to get people in the door, we talk about this every day, to get people in the door, you do two things. Either you're gonna spend your own time selling and winning business from people, or you're gonna spend money to, on advertisement and marketing. And these people don't seem, a lot of people don't understand that concept. They think that, oh, business is just gonna grow. You know, they're relying on word of mouth, they're relying on referral, they're, and that's okay, that's plenty fine. But at the same time, that's all traffic that, you know, you can't control, as we talk about too. You know, that's all traffic that, Hey, you can post on Facebook and get this referral, but at the same time, you're not controlling where your distribution is going and you're waiting for the market to come to you instead of positioning yourself in the marketplace. It's hope marketing. It really is. And it's, it's and like to your point, man, it's just like, you know, I've seen, we've seen a lot and we've worked with, we haven't worked with hundreds of business owners, but we worked, we work with 10 to 20 business owners and it's really is pretty incredible at the short term, the short term thinking. I mean, we have people that have these crazy barriers of entry. Um, you know, when they are running sales to get people in the door, oh, you know, that's just, that's just not how the consumer operates. Like, yeah, you might get one or two, but you need to ask yourself if that one or two pieces of foot traffic in your business is enough to actually grow your business and sustain it. Because at the end of the day, you should be worried about making money on getting people in the door. When you get people in the door, your, your, your whole objective as a business owner should be provide value. Because then once you provide value, then you win. Then you can win their business because it, it is a it is a win. I mean, we live in an era right now where we can take our business anywhere, dude. Right. We can literally take our business anywhere, and we have the power to go to five different gyms and be like, "Hey, this one was the best result for me." You know what I mean? Like, we have the power to try different things. We have the power for, of all these different reviews and Google reviews and all these other people that go and just the whole communications like stream. Yeah, the phone, the internet, everything is streamlined. And yeah, if you want to buy something, you can go on the internet right now and find ten different suppliers for the same thing. Yep. And you can check them all out just like that instantly. Yep. And that's and that's changed the game and. You know, it, it, it's changed how you have to structure your offers as well. Like just doing a free estimate or a free consult like that is not enough value for a consumer to say, you win my business. Like everybody's doing that. Like yeah. I can go look at 10 different places and all 10 of those places are doing that same thing. So you have to find a way to like separate yourself from the pack and like bring something different to the table and create a new opportunity. 100%. So. And just like think about the long-term vision, like your whole goal as a, a lot of business owners is 100% to get traffic in your door. And it shouldn't matter to you what it takes to get those people in the door. Obviously, you want to build out a system that you know minimizes your time and effort and cost to get people in the door. But you should not be worried about making heavy margin on people that first walk in your door. I mean, we see people, we've worked with individuals that... You know, they're running a special for 29 and, you know, the market's kind of reacting to it. You know, we're not doing as hot as we should. And we're like, oh, you know, why don't we drop that price point a little bit? Because, again, it's not about what me or Nick think. It's not about what the owner of the business think. It's about the consumer. It's always about the consumer. Always. It always will be about the consumer. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. If you want to put out an offer that's ridiculous and just because you want to run that offer and because you're going to make margin on it and nobody reacts to it, don't look at me. That's not my choice. The consumer is always right, and the consumer will always be right. And that's one thing that I try and tell these people when we go see them right away is that, again, it's not about what I think or you think. 
we need to find a spot that the consumer can react to, you right. know? And it's, it's crazy, though. It's sometimes it's like the matter of, like, a $10 margin to win a client that's worth upwards to a thousand plus dollars over the value of their life. So it's just, it's just changing those mindsets just a little bit will make a huge difference. It's, it's crazy. Right. And again, I mean, if you're running like a, we know we've worked with a bunch of actual like gyms and stuff like that. And if you're running a gym, I mean, your whole game is people in the door over and over and over to get monthly memberships to be reoccurring. So it's like you really just got to be super, super long term thinking and understand that, you know, it does cost money and it does take time to earn new business. I mean, hell, how do we get new business? We make videos for people. We take time to make videos for people and send them to their Facebook page. I don't ask for a single sale. Don't ask just, for a to get a, just to try and get a meeting. Just to say, get a meeting. And then when we go to the meeting, we don't charge to go to the meeting. It's not like I'm saying, hey, oh, man, I'll come take a look at your stuff. But hey, it's gonna, that's going to be $45, man. Like, there's none of that. Right, right. Like, it's all free. Like, like, it's the same for any business, you know, as a gym owner. Let them come in for free or let them come in for a very discounted rate to get them in the door. That's all we're trying to do. Get in the door. That's it. Right. And I mean, I think that's just the cost of doing business. You're not going to make money on getting new clients into your door. But what's going to happen is then if you can just consistently keep bringing in new clients, over time, you're going to just be making margin on all of those reoccurring consumers that you have. So it's just, it's just short-term thinking will kill you. 100%, dude. Yeah, and uh, one thing I, I talked about, uh, we've talked a lot about recently too, is the whole notion of just like eliminating friction between you and a consumer. Definitely. And, you know, I think if somebody is like, you know, what is eliminating friction, just think about Amazon. Amazon is the most frictionless business, frictionless business on the planet. And that's why they're killing it. Why? Because their consumer entry point is easy. You pay, one, you pay $100 a year for a Prime membership, you get two-day shipping, virtually everything. You like I know people that do their entire Christmas shopping on Amazon. Two days, everything. Like, oh, no problem. I'll get it there. I'll order everything December 21st. It'll be here December 23rd. We'll be good to go for the 25th, you know? And they've created this system where you go on your phone. You have, They have super relevant searches. Whatever you search is going to pop up the most relevant and the best reviews probably. You go through. You make your pick. Click on it. They have the buy now button. There's no friction there. You click buy now. It's not like you got to go to the car and do any of this. I mean, that's literally one click yeah, purchase. One click buys, yeah. And there it is. It's already on the way to your house. Like that, there's a reason why. And it, again, it's about the consumer. It doesn't matter what the, you think is the best business model. We've already figured out that consumers are lazy and they want stuff now. Amazon capitalized on both of those assets. Right. Yeah, no, that's huge. And I guess... The, Back to, you know, optimizing for the consumer, you shoot yourself when you put a high barrier of entry right away. And my favorite thing to look at is how Fortnite, Fortnite the video game, uh, they blew up. They did a free game. If you have a console, you can download it for free. Zero barrier entry. None. You know how many players that they got on that platform just because no one had to pay for it? So now you have this system where everybody can enter if they have, uh, you know, a console. And then they have all these upsells and your value ladder, and they're making money out the back end. So now you have games like Call of Duty or whatever it may be, you have to pay an entry point to get into that game. And then they also have upsells into it. You bet that Fortnite makes way more money on their upsells just on pure volume because they did not eliminate all those people in the front end with the friction 
of that first inve- initial investment. And that is crazy. And now they're getting kids to buy a bunch of axes. Right. A bunch of new costumes. And that's how they're making their money. There's kids out there doing dances from the video game that they put in there. Because that's how relevant that their game is now. Because yeah. everybody can play it. You think about it too. So in terms of the social media platform, I mean, Facebook deployed the same strategy. We'll get free barrier of entry. Everyone's going to hop on. But guess what? A certain percentage of those people are eventually going to run ads. Right. And we're going to make money off them running a business on it. I mean, hell, that's what we do. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it was the same thing. No barrier of entry. We'll run ads in the back end. It's pretty crazy. So I guess like to kind of wrap up the whole barrier of entry thing is my, my biggest advice for anyone who is trying to earn business or you know just grow a business in general is don't overvalue your time okay you might be the doctor of chiropractic cool it doesn't matter it's still the same concept you have to be able to get people in front of you at a very very low cost and low barrier of entry for them otherwise your business will not grow you have to be able to willing to trade your time and your money in order to grow without doing those things you're gonna have some issues Otherwise, the next guy will. Otherwise, the next guy will. And you wonder why the guy next door is killing it because he's not worried about making money on people coming to the door. He's playing the long-term game. Switching gears here, Jeff has been doing a 365 video challenge on LinkedIn. I, what has that taught you about content production in general? Man, it's taught me a lot about content. I mean, we, I feel like we knew a good amount about content production, but for me personally, it is an investment. It's an investment every single day. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I talk a lot about batching things and, you know, doing like, for for example, I would make like five LinkedIn videos at a time and then put those out over the course of the week. Well, guess what? Running a business with two people, I haven't been able to do that either. So it's been really, it's literally just been one-offs every single day. And so it's basically been like a two-hour investment of my day every single day just to put out this piece of content. But... I think it's a good. I think it's a good strategy just because it forces me to be in front of the camera. It forces me to become deeper within myself and talk about things that I believe in, and it forces me to be overly authentic. You know what I mean? I can't really just start making up a bunch of shit on a daily basis for these for 365 days because then I'm just creating a false character of myself. Right. So it's really just been how how authentic can I be? And what can I talk about that I'm really thinking about like right now? So a lot of times, you know, we'll go and have a conversation with a business owner and then I'll come back out on the back end and be like, boom, I'm going to make a video on that, you know? And I guess, you know, why I kind of started doing that is I just wanted to develop like a little bit of a presence on LinkedIn, um, been able to network with some pretty awesome people, which has been sweet. Um, but it's definitely been challenging, man. Content production is no joke. And I see, you know, you see a lot of these guys, I was just talking with Nick this morning about this. We see a lot of these guys on Facebook and you know one one i saw yesterday he was running an ad and his thing was the two-hour agency download this plan and get your get your two-hour agency you know what i mean figure all your shit out in two hours i'll tell you right now if you see anything like that in your facebook and you click on that you're part of the problem because that guy who's running that ad is a fucking joke i'll say that again he's a fucking joke why you cannot build a business in two hours you can't even build a successful business damn near in fucking two years i mean you can in two years but damn two two hours no way yeah, no, there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts, dude. And I guess that's like kind of like, you know, that's part of the reason why I did the 365 day challenge or why I'm doing this is I'm trying to just be fully committed to it at the end of the year and be like, wow, I actually did it, number one. But then number two, it just like, it just exposes the other shit, man. It's just like, you have to be so damn authentic to yourself and not deploy bullshit to your potential customer. And just, you just got to be so damn true to everything you do. Otherwise, it's just not going to play out. And I think that goes with the notion of, 
creating versus documenting. And I think this is what really trips a lot of people up is a lot of people feel like they need to go out and create content. And uh, with doing that, it really throws a wrench in your ability to put out content because now you got to take time to design this whole video and go out and knock it out. When if you're documenting, say you're a gym owner, instead of going out and creating a video, you can just document what you're doing. You're in the you're in the space and you can just record almost what you're doing in your class. Here's what we're doing in our class. This is the type of like here's the form that you should be doing. It should really just be able to live your life and whip out your phone and record it right on the spot. Like you should just be documenting. It should not be any extra thought put into it. Yeah. Exactly. Because as soon as you put extra thought into it is when it becomes not authentic. Again, it becomes more creative. And, excuse me, you're trying to perceive, you're trying to create this character that you're not. And by, by, by doing that, you're drawing an audience to you that you're not attracted to because you're doing stuff that's not true to your core. So right. by then, you might be appealing to some people who what you're saying is true to their core. But at the end of the day, you're eventually going to get exposed to those people because it's not authentic to you. It's right. not authentic to your personality, to your skill set, to your vision, and to just your production and content and just how you communicate. It needs to just be totally authentic to you. And I guess to take a step back on what I said, I mean, you can put a little extra thought into what you do and a little bit of extra production, but that shouldn't be the limiting factor of you putting out content. 100%. So I've been full-time at UVK Media for about three months, but Nick here, he's actually been running after it for about nine months. Um, Nick left his job at Husco um, April last year, actually around his birthday of last year, and he's been going full-time at it. And, you know, what, what inspired you to make that change? You know, what was this kind of just a quick jump, or was it something you kind of transitioned out of? Uh, you know, so... I guess that even goes back a little deeper. Going to school, I went to school for engineering because, you know, it paid well. I was good at math and science. I figured, you know, those two match, let's hit it. I'll get some money saved up, and then I'll use that money to start my own business down the road. Uh, got the job out of school, you know, was making good money, and, you know, that was really when it hit me that, you know, money is not equal happiness, you know, so, and what I found for me is that I felt like I needed to have impact and by just being a number in a corporate environment really was not rewarding at all and I, I was just putting on all this time and all this work for you know it really felt like nothing it was just not motivating and you know one day everything was kind of clicking everything was falling in place actually even Jeff I was having a rough day sitting out of my car at lunch like even debating if I wanted to keep moving forward with this stuff because it just was not rewarding and I was putting in way too much time for no return on my end and actually Jeff made a social media post along the lines of you know are you happy are you happy with what you're doing and I was sitting in my car like not at all not at all so I went Fired my boss at lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the way I like to think about it. So, you know, just took the jump. Next day, I already knew what I wanted to be doing. I knew I wanted to be in this social media agency. And, you know, started getting all the LLC made. You know, being able to, so I could uh, charge businesses legally. And, you know, just took the jump full, like, head on. And 
I haven't looked back since. That's kind of led into a few pivots until now. I feel like we've actually caught, um, you know, caught wind of what we're trying to actually do, and we've been making traction. You know, I think one of the struggles I had initially came just because it's a whole new space. Like we did a little bit of content production, I knew statistics from the engineering background, so I knew that you know over time with enough like doing and analysis of what we've done that we would get on the right path. I knew that that was gonna happen, mm -hmm. and the struggle for me initially was since it was a new space and and marketing. There's all these different avenues. There's SEO. There's Google AdWords. There's Facebook. There's uh, you know, there's even just email like sequences. Like there's so many different avenues that you can get into with marketing. And what ended up happening is initially was getting what I like to call shiny object syndrome. And when you start getting into this marketing realm, you also have other marketers marketing to you. And they are all selling you on these ideas like this is the best and like I'm the like best person to learn from. So you just there's infinite amount of information that you can access. And what I found was is that I was trying to do a little too much right away at the beginning. But I think that was fine because it really opened my eyes up to what is out there and what route that we should take. So come come down to it started getting into selling and doing uh selling just local businesses i first off had zero sales experience so that was like a whole new avenue and i, I literally started off door swinging literally walking into businesses with flyers made up like swinging doors trying to just get a hold of the owner trying to catch the manager at the right time and you know pitch them on what i had to offer and you know that ended real quick <laughs> that was not the best use of time because even if i would catch the manager or owner you know they kind of felt like they were put on the spot in a way so it just wasn't the best way to start off that relationship and you know half the time i couldn't get a hold of the decision maker so it was just a waste of time uh then that turned into cold calling i started cold calling a lot of businesses that started working a little bit better Got my foot in the door at a, uh, basically a smoke shop. And uh, that was just pure content production and profile management. So I was going in there, I was taking pictures, I was populating their Facebook and Instagram profiles with, uh, you know, just with content. And, you know, I was able to track and do all the data analysis and I was optimizing their profiles and we were starting to get more and more followers and more engagement because that's what we were optimizing for. And it was working. But the thing about just doing that is that you cannot show ROI. And since you can't show ROI, it was it's harder for business owners to keep making that investment month over month because they don't actually know how it's affecting their bottom line which is why we ended up going more into Facebook ads because I could prove that this person came in through our system and now they're in your door. So now that's really where we've kind of planted our feet and we just kept trucking down that path. And now I feel we have been able to make a lot of traction uh, with that avenue. It's phenomenal. Nick actually got um, one of his first legit clients um, once we went down the lead generation path, was actually a guy um, who founded the Milwaukee Fitness Collective, um, a group that we help run here in Milwaukee. 
And um, yeah, that just that you know opportunity alone has opened up a shit ton of doors for us. And you know, I think that the first six months that Nick put in a lot of head work, you know, I was coming over here like every single night, damn near, and Nick would kind of just be teaching me some new shit that he was learning. Um, I was still grinding out the, you know, nine to six, nine to five job. Right. And uh, Nick was kind of just teaching me some shit he was learning over and over, keeping me up to speed. And then, yeah, I mean, fortunately we've been able to, you know, again, leverage some things that we already had running and then get to where we are now. Um, definitely have a lot, a long ways to go. Right. Um, you know, we got a lot of goals set in place. Um, potentially actually a rebrand coming up here for the agency name. Right. Um, looking to start up a Facebook group here at some point. Um, change, maybe even change up the name of this podcast a little bit. Maybe we'll have to see here. Uh, stick around for that. Yeah, but we definitely, I would say, I wouldn't really say that a lot of things have come as a shock. Right. What, I mean, because this, again, this isn't our, we, we ran like a little business before. I mean, it wasn't successful, um, you know, and we didn't put a lot of time into it. And I guess that kind of like circles back to something that I've been thinking a lot about too. And then something that I read as of late yesterday was, um, you know, if, you, if you're trying to go at this shit, man, if you're trying to run a business, my advice would be to drop everything else because it takes a fuck ton of time and effort. And, it, and more importantly, that effort has to be goddamn consistent every day. And, you know, the amount of time that Nick and I spent working on the first business compared to the business we have now, um, it's just night and day because we've been literally committing, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day each, every single day at this business where when we were running the clothing line, you know, Graham, we were going to school, we were working other jobs and stuff like that. But it's just night and day how much your full effort and your full attention like matters. Like it's so hard to build a business from 6 p.m. to 2 in the morning. I mean, that, that shit is possible. And, like, we did build a business doing that. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, when you have a job that's not related to what you're trying to be doing at night, you basically go with this job. You struggle, you struggle, and you struggle because you don't want to be there. And then what happens is you end up leaving, like, leaving the job at night, going home, eating dinner, working out, you know, chilling with a spouse, whatever you're doing. And then you got to kind of retransition your brain into your actual like goals into your business into you know what you're trying to be doing in the future and it was just it's just like a hard thing to do and it's one thing that i didn't even realize that we were that it was tough when we were going through it because it's like when i thought we were building burnco i'm like man we're really making strides like we're hitting this motherfucker every day we're at this shit every night but the reality of it is is that's one thing that i've learned even from three months is that like fucking right man you commit every day to it and you commit your full attention to it it's incredible how much you can get done even in a month right. absolutely incredible and i think that concept goes to almost every aspect of life is you shouldn't really be trying to do everything because there's one dude out there doing the same thing and putting in all of his time doing that and i think that's one of the biggest things that i realized with Burnco is that you know, Jeff and I aren't designers. We weren't like that. Like, we're creative in our own ways, but just not in like a design fashion sense. And we would go to some pop-up shops where there was kids out there that that's all they did. That's all they were focused on is doing design and fashion. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, those are the kids that are going to put us under the table because that's all they do. And I think that's a big thing about with our agency right now is it's, we really had to, you know, pick our lanes because there's other like the way that data is accessible, like knowledge and information is accessible now with the, like the internet. You know, there's people out there who are insanely good at what they do because they can just get a hold of all this information. And that's their passion. 
You know what I mean? Like, do you think Nick and I can compete with the guy down the road who's doing video for nine, ten hours a day, and he's been doing that for four or five years? Like, absolutely not. And I think that's one mistake that you know we we've made some good you know connections over the last couple of months, and I think we both you know learned a lot too about you know as soon as you can delegate you know tasks and acquire more talent on your team so that you can open up and buy back some of your own time. You know, it's important to make those decisions, even if it comes at the cost. Of a little bit of your paycheck because that's going to allow your whole team to grow you know and that's one thing that nick and i talk about too and like especially with like working as a team now it's like you know it's like if we can just be both separating tasks and not both be going to the same meeting and you know i'm working on video while nick's building out some landing pages and he's building out some other stuff for the clients like that's that's good it's good to like have one of us in each lane so that our attention is just always on the prize you know like we know we're both contributing to that bottom line but we're not wasting on overlapping efforts right and i think that you know that's a lot of what i've seen all here excuse me i've heard a lot of people say that too is you know the biggest mistake i made when starting a business right away was i was trying to do too much myself Sure. And, you know, I think that, you know, the effort is a big part of that. And, you know, in the words of, you know, the words of Mark Cuban, man, if you're if you're looking to start a business and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to start this business and you got a market idea and your first notion and your first like idea that needs to be that needs to be accomplished is to raise capital. You think you need to restructure your business because if you if you have a business idea and your first idea is to get money from outside funding. That means I'm already worried about that business because you haven't put in the sweat equity to have it grow. You know what I mean? Right. So like again, most like as like, from wise words of Mark Cuban, man, he most businesses fail because not because of lack of capital, but because of lack of effort. And I really think that that goes a long way. And I think that's one thing that me and you do a really good job is I don't know a whole lot of people that are gonna outwork us for sure. And I mean that. My big thing late as as of late is find your unfair advantage. You know, and it's being able to leverage things that you've already that you already have in your life just like you know leveraging your network for getting those quick wins or you know maybe you know like for us if we knew a photographer that just murdered it and like was killing it on social media then you could leverage that person's social media presence to get more business and for us you know we grew this clothing line and we grew this clothing line we had this instagram account that we built up that we're using for sales now that we're not doing the clothing line, well, we still have that account with all those followers. That is, it's it's an asset to us, and we should be leveraging that. So now we are kind of turning the, you know, taking the reins and turning that boat around and turning it into a different page where we're still connecting with the uh, consumer that we built the following with on that profile. But now we're switching gears and growing that profile out so we can end up selling ad space on that profile and doing some affiliate marketing and use it as another way to generate some cash flow to help expedite our process in growing this business as well as this podcast right here. It's incredible. And yeah, I mean, I think that's it's one thing too. And I've had a lot of people that even reached out like, oh, what are you going to do with that Burning Confidential account? Well, it's like, what are you looking for me to sell it to you, buddy? Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, we're going to leverage the asset. You right. Know? And I think that, fortunately, Nick is an absolute creative genius when it comes to social media. And I think that that's definitely, he's, he's taught me a lot about social media and how to leverage it and stuff like that too. And, you know, it's just like, fortunately, we found a way to figure out how to make some capital on it. And then we'll reinvest that capital. And again, like he said, growing this podcast and growing our own business. And it's it's an asset that we already have. So it's like if you do have an unfair advantage, like find a way to use it. 
And one thing that Nick said even this morning in terms of unfair advantage is, you know, part of part of the unfair advantage that we have right now, and like, yeah, we get shit on a lot because we're young, but truth be told, that's kind of an unfair advantage for sure. Like you said, that really is like. I mean, shit, man. It's like we could be doing this shit till we're thirty-five, and then somebody starts in their thirty-five. We've already been at we've already been at it for thirteen years. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like that's like another piece of advice I'd give too. That if anybody's on the fence of doing their own shit and they're still young, especially in their twenties, just hit it. I mean, you don't got a whole lot to lose, especially if you don't have a kid, you don't have a mortgage payment. Like maybe you do have one of those things, you know. But it's at the same time, it's like it's not going to be any easier when you're forty or fifty. Right. You know what I mean? You're not going to have, you might have as much energy, but you're not going to have more energy when you're 40. You right. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is really the time in your 20s and your, you know, even in your early 30s to be as risky as fucking possible. Like, Go all in. try out all this different shit. Try building a podcast, you know, try building a positive input podcast and talking about news and then realizing that shit and then immediately transitioning into right. guests and having conversation, you know, like, but like, the thing is, is like, all you need to do is start. That's it. I mean, it's shit. I wouldn't even be here if we hadn't picked up that screen printer. A screen printer got us to where we are today because we wanted to print some fucking clothes. And it got us to where we are now running this media agency. But the thing is, is we would never be here if we just didn't start. If we didn't take that leap of faith in a way. And I think that, you know, that's huge. And one of the things that I always think about, it's just long term. Long term. You always got to think long term. And right now, Jeff and I are young. We're so young. That, you know, as the years go on, the top's going to keep falling off. Like, the, the, the people with all the experience are going to start retiring. They're going to start running out of gas. And guess what? You're that much closer to the top. So if you can start now and start getting all that experience, you know, you're really only going against, like, your peers at this point in time. Because once the top falls off, it's you versus all your peers right now. And if you've put in more time and more work and more effort, you're the guy. Every time. Every time. Absolutely. No, no, that's very that's very well said. And you know, I think that, you know, it's all about who's putting in the most time. And I think that's something that we talk about a lot too, is you know, it's it's everything comes down to putting in fucking time. Like, goddamn, I had a we played a lot of Call of Duty back in the day. You know, we were fucking good. But hey, I pick up I still have this subconscious notion that I'm a good video game player right now because I was good back then. I pick up that shit right now, I get murked. You know why? You know why? Because I haven't been putting in the time. Right. I was good when I was putting in the time. And it's the same that goes for everything, man. Like, if, if you're not putting in the time, I don't give a shit about talk. I don't give a shit about who does what, who gets credit, whose idea it was. If you don't execute, you lose. 100% you lose. All the fucking time. It doesn't matter. Even Gary Vee says, you know, there was fucking three guys that came up with Uber before Uber came out. You know, there was Magic Cab, there was this, there was that. But guess what? They all sucked because they couldn't execute. So it doesn't matter who has the fucking best idea in the world. If you don't move on it, you lose. Right. 100%. And I mean, that. I would even say for you guys as viewers, like content production, you can think all day about that. But like if you don't execute, somebody else out there is putting out videos and grabbing attention and you are sitting there theorizing and coming up with the best plan. Trying to be but perfect. There never is a best plan. And I... It's like what a Jeff a quote actually Jeff said the other day was that entrepreneurs jump off a cliff and build a plane on the way down. And that's literally everything that we've done in this entire process is we've just done it, we pulled the trigger, and then we figured it out. Hundred percent. And that's and that's all you that's all you can do. And it's and it's, it comes back to the time commitment too. It's like, you know, when you're putting in twelve, fourteen hours a day. 
for two people, yeah, it's only two people, whatever, 28 man hours, it gives you a lot of fucking time to figure a lot of shit out when you do that week after week. You right. know what I mean? You're fitting like, that's one thing that we, you know, we might not be the best designers, we might not be the best front end, like, creatives in terms of branding, in terms of logo design and shit like that. But that's one thing that Nick and I are fucking good at, and that's one thing we've done well, is we audit our shit all the fucking time. We right. literally audit our shit. Every single day, we come into this little office we got here, Nick's apartment, and we figure out, we basically assume that everything we've been doing up to this point was the worst that we're going to be, the worst that we could perform as a business owner. We are we are operating, yesterday was the worst we're going to be. You know what I mean? Like, what have we, we just always assume, and that comes down to our continuous improvement background, there's always something that we can make better every single day. Right. Because everything that we do, no matter if it seems perfect, no matter, even if it is working, I promise you, it can be better. And I think to that point, too, is also being able to, like, own all of the losses. Like, we've done stuff, and there's been bad stuff. And we've done stuff, and there's been good stuff. And you got to just own it and put everything on you. Like, that was bad because of the stuff that we did. That was good because of the stuff we did. Like, being able to own the things that you haven't necessarily done good and pushing blame off is not going to get you anywhere. It's really not going to get you anywhere. Delegating blame is a losing formula. It's 100% losing. Don't My least favorite interactions with human beings and, you know, like not even interactions that I've had personally, just like watching conversations. One thing I cannot stand is when people play the victim. Like the people that act like life happens to them. You know what I mean? That people just walk around. They're always grumpy because life happens to them. Like that's bullshit, man. Life doesn't just happen to you. You create your own destiny. Yeah, someone might run into you with their car because they blew a red light. Hopefully you're all right. But like, yeah, that life did happen to you. But like you cannot be the victim in every situation because that is, again, a big time losing formula. Oh, yeah. You cannot be the victim, dude. And that's it turns into poison, you know, like. Even surrounding yourself with people with that type of mindset, that's going to start rubbing off on you. It's all about repetition. And when that repetition is happening around you, that's going to rub off on you. And it's going to start building habits and it's just infectious. And it's like, why let that mindset slow you down? Like, yeah, okay. One one thing that we did, you know, we went into our first new market meeting with a chiropractor. And, you know, we kind of ate shit. Like, we did, we did pretty well, right? We did pretty well, right. I'd say. 75% of the way there. But guess what? You don't close if you're not 100% of the way there. Right. So we didn't close. And when we walked out of that shop, Nick and I were like, you know what? We might have fucked that up, but we're going to figure it out. And Nick, Nick turns to me and he goes, well, the way I see it, less work for us. Right. So it's like, you got to, like, laugh your shit off, too. And I guess that kind of comes back even to me for doing this 365-day video challenge is like, you're going to fuck it up, dude. I promise you. Like, there's been so many times where I'm like, I'm fucking this up. This isn't good. I'm saying this wrong. And like, that's going to happen. And you're going to go in there and you're going to eat shit. But guess what? Eating shit is the best part of the process, dude. Because then you know what not to do the next time. Right. And that's how you're going to get there. Like, shit, we brought a screen printer, sold that bitch like two months later. It's the same thing as going to the chiropractor meeting. Like, we know we're not doing that. So we're moving on to something else. You just figure out what do- doesn't work. <laughs> That's all you're doing. You're just figuring out what doesn't work until it clicks. Yeah. And you just do that over and over. Yeah. And, and you do that long term, man. And one thing that helps me stay long term for sure is just like every every single day. And I don't even know if I talk to you about this. Every single day I wake up and I think to myself, you know what? Today's not the day. Today's not the day that we're going to completely break through and that we're going to build this big business and that we're going to all of a sudden be you know, doing the things that we are working long-term towards. But you know what? When I come back to this bed, 
I'm going to be closer to doing that than I am right now. And that keeps me so grounded, actually. Oh, today yeah, sure. today isn't the day. You know what I mean? Like, when I woke up today, and I knew it was fucking snowy. I'm like, I'm not going to get shit done today. It's going to take me an hour to even move to the damn car. You know what I mean? Like, I knew it's, today is, like, not always the day. You know what I mean? Today is not your big breakthrough. Tomorrow might not even be your big breakthrough. But guess what? The compounding interest on today and tomorrow and the next years of your life will get you to that point you want to be. Yeah, I mean, you just keep knocking on doors until the opportunity pops up. There's no way around it. Great, great. Yeah, you create your own opportunities. And that's that's one of the biggest things that have drawn me to entrepreneurship is that in a corporate setting, your manager and the people who were in your corner were the ones that dictated where, what your future and destiny kind of holds. And in entrepreneurship, I can go knock on every single business owner's door. I was literally door swinging. I was literally walking up into businesses trying to create my own opportunities. And guess what? It happens. It works. Like, you create your own opportunities. And you never know when they're going to come. You know what I mean? Excuse me. You never know when they're going to come. Right. Like, it's just, it's a pretty incredible process, honestly. And the thing is, too, is like, just putting putting yourself out there, man. That's the best piece of advice that I would, I wish I would have given myself even when, when I was back in college even more. It's just do more shit and more shit will come to you. But make sure you stay positive and kind during everything you do. And I think when you're doing that, you know, just know you're right where you're supposed to be. Every situation that you're put in is teaching you something and that's gonna, you know, send you farther on your path. But if you don't go out and act on any of your ambitions, if you go sit on your couch and watch TV and just mind, like numb your mind, you're not getting any closer to that ambition that you've been chasing. And who knows, if you're putting yourself out there and doing certain situations, your ambition could change because of the experience that you have. And that's cool, that's good. You're still moving farther on your path. 100%, man. And I, I don't know, I think the last thing that I would kind of say to all of all this is, you know, like your ambition cannot be fueled by a materialistic lifestyle. Your ambition, like your ambition cannot be fueled by a private jet or by a car or by a fancy house or by upping your status quo because your friends are moving into nicer apartments and they got stainless steel everything or your fucking right. friends are out in California. Like it does, none of that shit matters, man. None of that shit matters. It's like everything's going to play out long term. If you're putting in the work day in and day out, it's all going to come back to you. And yeah, maybe you will be able to get that nice car or a nice house. But if that's your only fuel, you're going to get burnt out. You're gonna hardcore get burnt out. You're not gonna be able to sustain it because you're not you're not drawing on your inner motive. You're not you're drawing on an outside motive that is material, that is status, and that is not 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 long term sustainable to do that. Right. This is not a meaningful not not a meaningful um, achievement to chase. No, it's not. My dad always told me as a kid, man. I'll leave you guys with this, Jeff. Money won't make you happy. Hundred percent. 100%.